0: simple really. Great stories with a good cup of tea. It's the Tea with Mike show. Welcome to this episode of Tea with Mike uh, featuring uh, Damon Johnson. Come learn all about uh, real estate, uh, social media, content creation, um, the role Gary uh, Vaynerchuk has played in uh, both of our journeys and so all that I have left to say is grab a cup of tea. Sit back and enjoy. Right, let's start. All right, guys, welcome to episode number ninety-five of the Tea with Mike show. It's crazy to think that we're at episode ninety-five already, and I'm super excited to welcome to the show today, uh, Damon Johnson. Uh, welcome to Tea with Mike, Damon. Thanks. Welcome for having me, Mike. I
1: appreciate it. I'm glad to be number ninety-five. I can't wait to see who's going to be hundred. I wish I was hundred, but it's okay. 95, <laughs> 95, 95 will be one of the best episodes ever.
0: Yeah, let's, let's 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 yeah, let's make it happen. So, obviously, welcome to the show. Let's start like really easy. Uh, where do you call home, and and is this where you grew up?
1: Home for me is uh Bloomfield, Michigan. Um I grew up in Pontiac, Michigan, which is about 10 minutes away from where I live at now. Um so yeah, I'm pretty close to where I grew up and where I went to school at. So I still see a lot of the same people I went to school with. Uh, a lot of family is most of my family is here in Michigan. So yeah, it's really yeah, I see a lot of people I grew up with. My families here, so yeah, I've only moved. I've only moved away when I went to college. When I came back home, I moved back home. So right. yeah, college was the only time I moved away from home.
0: And, and is that something that you like and are comfortable with? Do you like the, a little bit of familiarity, like similar surroundings with your like your family and friends?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I like to travel. I haven't traveled
0: this year much. Right, <laughs> I travel a little bit, a
1: little bit for work. Um, but yeah, I like the familiarity of it, knowing where everything is at. Um yeah, it's yeah, I I love Michigan because you get we get all four seasons here. Um my business is based here for now. So I yeah, I, I love being here. It, it
0: really it's it's fine to me. I love it. Fantastic. And that's so let's talk a little bit about Damon as uh, as a young uh, child, um, what were some of your like favorite subjects in school, and what were some of the things you like like liked to do when you uh, were in school, like in the holidays and that type of thing? Um, for me, in school, I
1: loved spelling. I love I loved school. Really, we were it was a different time. We were really innocent. Um, there were there we, only, we got a computer. I remember this vividly. I was in an advanced class in fifth grade, and we were the only class to get a computer. It was an Ooh. Apple, and this this had to have been about I'm old, so this was about 1984, 85 ish. Okay, and we all looked at it like what? In the- teacher like went through it with us and we were all very nervous so I really loved school um outside of school I loved cartoons and you have to remember I grew up in the 80s so it was like cartoons and comic books were the thing I was more of a nerd and it wasn't cool to be a nerd back then oh okay so it wasn't like it is now where like Marvel wasn't like a thing it was like a little bitty thing. It was like, all oh, those nerds and those comic books and those action figures and things like that. So it wasn't like a thing to get paid for video games and know right. all the latest characters. It wasn't a thing, but I still was into it. Um, so I really loved school. No problem at school at all. Uh, um, I liked playing outside. We had a huge backyard when I grew up. Oh nice. So we would go sledding, bike riding, uh, cross country skiing. Uh, we had like a big field that w- the neighborhood I grew up in. The school had like a huge lot. It was like on a forest kind of. Oh cool! And so we would go cross country skiing and roller skating. We just really had a. I really had a great time growing up. Um, so funny that. The group of kids that I grew up with, since it was a neighborhood school, we ended up being. Some of us were in school the whole twelve years together. Nice. Cool. So, and a couple of the girls that I went to school with, we ended up going to college together. So we always was a joke that oh, wow. we, can't, yeah, that we can't get away from each other. It's like three That's or four committed. of us <laughs> who went who ended up going to the same college. It was always funny, and we end. It's so funny. The preschool that I went to was in the same neighborhood. So some of us have been together for 20-plus years. So very tight-knit neighborhood. Um, Yeah, I had a great time growing up. I played a lot. I read a lot. Um, Yeah, I I, I can't. Yeah, I wish I could go back. (laughs) But yeah, I had a, a great time. But yeah, when that computer first came out, we were looking like the computer and cable. I remember when we first got cable, we were like, Oh, there's another, because we really only grew up with six channels on TV. It's really like okay. six. And so when we got cable, it was like, oh, because when I was growing up, the TV automatically shut itself off at midnight. Oh, wow. Like, it would play the Pledge of Allegiance here in the States, and then it went off. There was no like TV pass oh, midnight, seven, yeah. one o'clock. It, it shut us, like it went to static. So when cable first came out, people were like, Oh, this is the thing. So, yeah, so growing up for me was was absolutely great. I wish I could go back, but I can't.
0: So here we are. Awesome. Uh, Fantastic. And then, uh, so you mentioned that you, like, really enjoyed education. Yes. Were there any particular things that stood out for you, or, or was it more, like, general and a bit of an overview?
1: Um. I think because I, I know that our teachers really cared about us. Um, it was a diverse group of us. Our school was definitely mixed um, in ethnicities. Um, we, like I go into with the neighborhood school, so everybody, it was more like a family feel to it. Right. Um, the teachers and the principals really cared about your grades and they knew your family. And it was more of like a community because the city wasn't like so huge. Oh, okay. So kinda, everybody kind of knew everybody. So it was kind of like the typical schools you would see on TV where everybody knew everybody and here we go, which helped. Um, yeah, I really, I really, really liked school. I, I don't know if it was one thing that stood out to me. I just I maybe it's like the routine of it or, you know, just I was really good at school, which I guess helped because if you really weren't good at school, you probably wouldn't like it. But <laughs> when I when I figured out um well, my parents told me, you know, well, I wasn't that good at math. Still, I'm not really good at math. And they would tell me, you know, school is just really memorization, Damon. If you can, if you you have a great memory. So my memory was such that I was like, oh. They were like, well, you don't have to understand this math. Just memorize the formula because you won't <laughs> use it. You won't ever use this. So once yeah. I figured out how to just memorize it for class, everything was fine. So. For me, school, I got, when I was a school teacher, I would tell my kids, you know, a lot of this you aren't going to use. <laughs> so the, here we are. If you memorize this for the day or for the test or just get some general understanding of it, you'll be fine, you'll pass. I, I try not to stress my students out um, because the school can be stressful for a lot of kids. Yep. So I tried to create an environment in my classroom of you know learning, nurturing, um, not being afraid to get the wrong answer I them. I stunk at math when I was at school <laughs> So don't think that you have to be great at everything because I wasn't that ma- math for me still I still use my calculator even for simple things. I'll whip that phone out in a second like
0: whoa, here we go and so yeah, so it was it was great nice and cool and let's just go back a second and so what, what really uh, inspired you to uh, study education at university? Um, I think
1: just knowing what some of my teachers had did for me and how nice and caring they were, um, I was like, I should be a teacher because I really didn't decide until my, uh, my second year at college. I was like, eh, I don't know. And my parents were like, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, we'll support you. So I... I didn't get my education degree until after college because in okay. college I got my um, my first degree in sociology and criminal justice. I was going to be a social worker because I wanted to help people. But I got to the job and I kind of didn't like it. I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Oh. So I went back and got my certificate in education and started teaching. I think my first class was third grade, so I had... Elementary for a number of years, and then I went to the high school, and then I went back to elementary, and then I worked at uh, a huge mortgage company here, fell in love with real estate, and
0: the rest is history. That's right, and then so what what was one important thing that you kind of uh, learned in university specifically that prepared you for uh, for life as a classroom teacher?
1: Um, being able to handle things when everything doesn't go your way or outside things that aren't in your control, being able, to, you know, to be prepared. University really helped me to be more prepared, more like have a solution, have a couple of solutions that just as a just in case. It was the first time I was on my own in a dorm. I was like, "Oh, how was this gonna work?" I didn't know. You know what I mean? You just don't know. Right. Um, so I think it prepared me in being able to take care of myself in a way to be more self-sufficient. It like grew me up, so I wouldn't be like a baby kind of like. It kind of <laughs> forces you, like, to be in a, a, a young adult to you know set your own because you're on your own schedule really. I mean, you have classes, but you kind of have to set your schedule for homework and socializing. That's yes, very small percentage of the day if you actually break it down, like the classes. Yeah, classes are yeah, class will be over in a few hours, and then you would be like, okay, what do I do now? Yes, so I kind of like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, what do I do? Where and I knew that I was going to graduate, so I was like, listen, I got to study. I have to, you know, have fun, but I have to focus on class too because you don't want to embarrass your family and not graduate. So.
0: Thanks. Nice. And then what was the what was the most challenging thing about being a teacher?
1: Oh goodness.
0: Uh, probably
1: you would it would be a mix of kids where some students were super bright and you could leave them to do whatever. But it'll be some students who will be looking at you like, I have no clue what's going on. And you yeah. will be like, uh oh, what do I do with you? Trying to figure out what to do with the kids who can't, they were supposed to be, or trying to figure out how to get them to come out of their shell. Um, Nothing in their shell wasn't okay. It's okay to be in your shell, but honey, you got to read this book because some of them will be looking like, I don't know how to do this. You kind of have to scaffold them up and build them up to where they need to be. (laughs) So having a mix, a mix of abilities in a class where, and I look back on it now when I was a a student, like this is what our teachers really went through. Because some of us were, because we're not part of the smart group, and then you have the not so academically smart group. So as a teacher, (laughs) I tried to do my best to work with all groups to kind of mix it up a little bit, to have some activities where that weren't like book related, to have some real world activities, um, a lot of field trips, a lot of hands on things. So everybody got a chance to be successful. So, yeah, just just trying to find that that balance of actual book and actual real world stuff because I would tell them especially when I had the older kids I would tell them hey knowing this history is great but knowing how to pay your light bill is great too let me show you how right. to do both <laughs> right
0: definitely something that the, 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 the the teaching used to go towards all these like practical things right you know yes we
1: didn't get i didn't get a in high i was part of probably the last generation or here. To get the home ec, to get the, we had a class called Life Skills Home Ec, where they would teach you, you know, how to be on your own, how to order food, how to book your doctor's appointments, because a lot of these kids don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the internet doesn't do everything for you. You still have to call into some places. Stop to talk to people, yes. Yeah, and talk to people. Everything isn't. Online yet, so you still have to. uh, I booked an appointment. I went to the doctor maybe like a month or so ago, and it was so funny. I thought about it. I thought about it. I was like, you still have to call. You still have to book. You still have to take your insurance card in. I had to go to another doctor, and you still have to sit and wait. And yeah, just teaching kids, just teaching people in general that everything isn't based on the internet. You still have to sometimes sit in the office and wait. You still have to uh busy yourself with a magazine or your phone or whatever and wait and the scheduling came to play because i took the whole day off. i didn't do anything in real estate that day because i knew i don't know how long it was going to be yeah. so everything kind of that i've learned i use now in some some form or fashion i try to use now to make my day a little easier like today i knew this was important because i do my blog myself so i know when I, I, as a host and a guest, I try not to book things like right on top of each other. No. Like when I knew I was, when I knew I was coming here, I was like, eh, I'm not going to the office today. I'll work from home. So that way I won't have to rush. So before this call, I didn't answering the emails and I didn't send any out. I was like, nope, I want to focus because I think that's what people forget about sometimes, that you have to kind of focus because this is how people um, you know, this is how people earn their living. They just uh oh, can you still see me? Yeah. I don't know why my I... okay, there we go. My quarterback, acting funny. Yeah, it's like you have to you have to plan your day to be respectful of other people's time, their ability, their show, their blog article. Cause I get a lot of requests sometimes and I'll tell people I look at my calendar and I go, mm, I don't know if this is going to work or this will work. Let me juggle some things around. Um, So, yeah, just being respectful, learning, using everything that I have to. You know, I'll try to have a good day.
0: Yeah, no, that that's definitely something that's starting to happening happening to me more and more as I become more established and yes. more people like I get to know about me. Yeah, I'm starting to get like a bit like you, but, um, and more podcast podcast requests, more questions about this and that, and then so I'm really having to look at like each thing like individually. And is this gonna help both parties? Is 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 this really what I'm interested in? Like, like, do I want to build that relationship with that particular person? Sometimes I say yes. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's not going to, I don't think it's going to work, but good luck in whatever whatever you're doing. And it it can get quite tricky sometimes. Yes, because I'll go and I'll look at people. Like,
1: I booked a show with this one guy and he canceled at the last second and it was his show. And I was like, like today I stayed home. I was like, okay, here we go. And like an hour before, I emailed him because he sent the link. And he oh, was like, "Oh, I'm not going to be able to do it." And I was like cuz it was one of those shows, not saying I was not saying I'm so high up. Yeah. But it was me doing him a favor. It wasn't going to help me. It right. was going to help him to have me on. And so, I mean, you know, I I I don't but I I knew I was like, Well, I just can't do your show anymore. I was just was like so I've seen him on, you know, online and he's the, he's apologized and I get it, but it was just like you have to be respectful of people's times. If you don't think if you think that something else is going on, I mean I know life happens, but yeah. it's just like I was sitting in my laptop like on the day and I was like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> okay, well this this isn't gonna happen. It was it was all right. But, yeah, you get the requests, you get the questions. And, I, I, oh, boy, I get a lot. And I just sit there and look like, who are these people? <laughs> i just like, yeah. who is this? I don't know who this is. And, yeah, so I, I try to do as many as I can. Um, like you said, I try to do the ones where I think I'm going to help. That'll be a help to me um, to build those relationships because relationships are everything
0: yeah especially in the world we're moving towards for sure
1: yeah the relationships are everything especially now you can't really like go out and do the meet the face-to-face meetings the relationships that you build online are are i know i have some relationships that are priceless i have some people like when you send this link out i already have people that are like oh damn i'm gonna retweet that all day and i'm like great thanks I have a core group of support that will retweet anything, will share out anything from me on Facebook. And I'll do the same for them, but it's 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 really strange. It's like when once you have that group, it took me a minute to get that group. Once you have that group, oh the sky's the limit. So yeah, I try it's to
0: It's exciting, but it like you said, it definitely takes patience, consistency authenticity, and that's what I'm trying to do more now. Before I even respond to to, to a message, I like take that extra moment and research that person's online presence, things that they're putting out, and not just, like, saying yes in the moment. Yeah,
1: you have, some, yeah, you have to look to see, you know, are they putting out anything? Are they, you know, serious about their stuff? Are they, you know, it's just... Yeah, it just depends. Yeah, you have to look and see. And sometimes you take a gamble and say yes, and, and you know, you hope for the best. But sometimes, I I mean, I say no sometimes. I, I I try to say a soft no, like, oh, I'm busy. Can we maybe do it next month? Right. Or can we do it in a few weeks? So I feel maybe like if they're, the future. Yeah, yeah, no. if they're serious about me, they'll come back. If not, it, it kind of wasn't a thing, so...
0: Oh, oh, awesome! And then, so what prompted the kind of like the switch from uh, education into mortgages and then real estate? Interesting story. We,
1: as as an educator, we we went through, uh, but here, um, like in the like in '08 when the economy fell apart here in America. Oh yes. Okay. Um, they kept laying us off. Where we didn't know whether we would have jobs or not. And I was laid off. Um, And so one of my friends had a mortgage company. And he was like, damn you should come work with me. I'll show you how to do this. And I was like, when I thought of mortgages, I thought of money. And I was like, oh, no, this is math. I that, right? Yeah, I was like, this will be math. I'll be no good at this. He said, damn you have the personality. You'll be fine. He said, you can't teach somebody personality you can teach them how to do mortgages i was like okay here we go i knew i liked how i liked real estate and i liked looking at home so i was like eh this can't be so much different i learned a ton there i did uh marketing there i did training there i was on a million teams there while i was there so funny um i started i got my real estate license while i was there um, and I ended up needing an assistant, had never had an assistant before. And I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> so he was super young. He may have been like 19 when I hired him. Okay. And you, I told him, I, I kind of don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm super busy. So I need an assistant. So it ended up, we. I was with him yesterday. So funny. He is the person, John Verhey, you know, I've given his credit. He is the person who first showed me Gary's videos. Okay. And so we worked like we were like two rows. I was in like, we were like a row separated us. And so he brought me his phone and he was like, you need to watch this guy's video. And I was like, what? You, being typical, Dame, and I was like, who is this? I saw the video. It was one of his old ones where he was like in New York and he had like a big crowd around him and people were asking him questions. I was like, who the hell is this? And this guy, I'll never forget the question, he was like, this guy owned the company and he was like, Well, you know, my employees aren't working as hard as hard as I was as I would like them to. What should I do? Right. And Gary was like, Well shit, it's your company, you work harder than everybody else. Watch they work. They don't care, it's your company, it's not their company. Yes. And I sat there and I was like, I had never heard any, you know, people usually give the typical answer of, you know, build the teamwork and let's all yeah. do it yeah. together. I had never heard anybody give that answer like, this is your damn company, you you do the work. And so I was like, who is, so it was just, the rest from that point on was like history. I became a fanatic. I still stayed at the company because um, I knew I needed to learn some more to get myself better at real estate because working in mortgages has helped me with real estate because with my clients now, I can tell them how much they're going to pay, what to do, what not to All do right. in order for it to be like a very smooth transition. So, and I'm still, I didn't burn that bridge. That relationship with that company has helped me now. Um, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm doing along with them now, matter of fact. Isn't that weird? Um, so yeah, being in mortgages really opened my, That was my first corporate America job. I had never worked in corporate before. I went right from university to, ed, to education. So I had never not, you know, I never wore a suit to work and I was like, oh, this is like a thing. Um, so it really helped me with my business. Now it, it really, really did. I met so many people and I learned oh my god i learned a a ton of stuff that that i that i use now just as the education was priceless while i was there
0: awesome so so really the skills the networking it was a really good foundational like step for kind of like more what you're doing today but then also it made you more more knowledgeable right in the fact that like even when you're doing real estate like you said you're You're still dealing with mortgages and numbers, and you still need to, even if you're only one part of the system, like you're going to get more clients and build better relationships if you can talk a little bit about all the different areas, right? Yes,
1: it really, really, it really helped because um, the process, the mortgage process can be difficult. Some people are scared of it. It's really not so bad. Um, It takes about 30 days or less now. Um, but people just don't know. And it's okay. I tell my clients, it's okay if you not to know. That's what you're paying me for to know, so that I can better do my job and meet you. It's just like teach like teaching. I'm just teach it's just a different teaching where I'm teaching them how to buy a house now. Instead of me teaching you how to write a paragraph, I'm teaching you now how to buy your home or how to sell your home. So it's still teaching. Um, and so the mortgage part of it really helped me and I will always be thankful to them for everybody, you know, really taking me under their wing and showing me. Cause when I got there, I was old In the mortgage business, you really, okay. I was older. When I got there, I was 35, which is not a spring chicken in mortgages because everybody <laughs> else was like 20, 22. You know what I mean? They were like your age. They're like very, very young. And so you look around and you're like, uh uh-oh, I'm old. I'm not old, but I was older than than those guys. So I was like, ew, boy, here we go. And so it was was a funny story. Um, We got a new desk, and it was the first time I had worked with two monitors at the same time. I was like, I told my IT guy, I was like, oh, I don't need this other one. I thought he made a mistake. (laughs) He was like, oh, no, Damon, You everybody has two. And I was like, oh. I asked the lady next to me, what do I do with the other one? She was like, I'm going to help you, Damon. Here we go. I really didn't know. I you, you, I felt like one of my students like, well, what is this thing for? Because you you don't know. I, I had never worked in an office before besides education. So for you to get plopped down as a middle-aged guy with two monitors looking back at you, I was like, well, what? What is that thing for? And I I use that story to tell people it's okay not to know. It's okay. I don't, people are like, oh, Damon, you're so famous and you make so much money. I'm like, I'm okay. But it's okay. It's a lot of things I don't know. I was looking up yesterday how to stream, using StreamYard to use. Yeah. So I'm investigating that. There's something that, flipboard Gary was talking about yep this last week I was researching that today so it's all I tell people you never know everything because something comes out every every other every day something comes out new so it's okay not to know I'm constantly reading researching talking to pe- young people like yourself who know more than what I do um about so what's that, new was- have they, have they used it what do you think so yeah
0: that's right. This is an awesome moment to take a brief pause and have a little uh, tea fact. Oh! So the tea fact for this particular episode is a tea plant requires between 4 and 12 years to reach a point in its maturity where it can produce the seed which obviously uh, then leads to making tea and then obviously to making tea bags and then obviously it gets distributed and then into the cup that we're drinking like here. And that comes from uh, com factscity.com/factsabouttea.
1: Nice, I didn't know that. I'll just send you one of my mugs. So I got them. I have mugs. Those were the best investment I could have ever made. When I first bought them, yeah. I was like, these are how much. But <laughs> I give them to my clients when they when they buy their houses or sell their house when we close. Okay. I give them mugs. People, my clients love them. They always send oh, yeah. me. Them- Using them, okay. so I'll have to make sure I send you a, a, a few mugs out to you. But I absolutely, I because when I was first starting, I was like, what do I get these people? I don't know because everybody doesn't drink wine or you know champagne or liquor. I was like, what do you get these people? And I was like, a mug. Everybody loves coffee and tea. So right. here we go. So yeah, I give them a mug. So I just gave them. I had a closing last Friday. Yeah, last That's Friday. And they okay. got mugs. Yeah, they were super excited.
0: And it's really solid like choice because and you don't have to you, you don't upset anyone. Like, yeah, people either to drink tea or coffee, so it's a really good like solid safe choice. Very very safe because you don't. I don't, want, I don't want. I like to
1: offend anybody, so of course, I usually asked like, hey, what do you like to drink? Do you like tea, coffee, spirits, beer? What do you like? So I I try to get a a, a gist. Of what they like but i give everybody the mugs though because you're like you say it won't offend anybody you i've seen my mugs in pictures where i'm like hey how did you get that mug <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it wasn't super yeah i look back it's been two years since i ordered those mugs. i think i need to order i'm down in my last box i think oh that's, that's good yeah i ordered a lot and at first i was like was this a good idea because i didn't want pens i yeah. didn't want like, you know, the typical, the notepads, the mag. I was like, I want something they'll have, and they'll be able to use. Yeah, that'll make yeah. sense. So I went with the mugs and it's been it's, it's been great.
0: Awesome. And then so just going back to uh, the mortgage company for a second that you were working at, it's my understanding that you had quite a bit of success uh, moving your way up the ranks to a, a team leader and account executive right, for the company. So, did you find that any? You, we talked about it a little bit, but just want to dive a little deeper. Did you find that any of the skills that you developed um, when you were a teacher, like did they did they help you? And if so, That's, what were the specific skills that
1: helped you? Talking, the being able to talk to people because we were constantly as an account executive, you were constantly on the phone, multitasking typing, talking to your my boss, people who are under me, talking to people across to me, because we were headsets. So right. you would flip your headset microphone up and be talking to this person and looking at this person and doing it. So being able to multitask as a teacher definitely helped me being an accounting executive at the mortgage company, being able to speak clearly, have that booming voice, not be in my shell, because sales is not for the shy people. It is not. So being able to talk to clients who aren't in your face, we were talk like we're doing now. We would talk over video chat, or you know, email, or the phone. Being able to construct a sentence that made sense because sometimes you get emails from clients. I still do sometimes where you're like, "What in the world are they asking me?" Yes, so like, you know what? The language, yes, yes. I'm yes. like, let me call you because I and I always. I say blame myself always put the fault on me where I go oh you know what I think I'm misunderstanding are you free for a call in the half hour or an hour that's how that's why I, I frame all my stuff out because so, in business emails can be interpreted any type of way right I was working with a loan officer on a deal that I'm doing now and we were, e- she emailed me and I was like, What did she say? And I, I read it wrong. I read it like, Are you kidding me? And so when I called her, I was like, Damon, don't have an attitude. I think you read it wrong. We <laughs> laughed, we talked, we got the issue resolved. Sometimes that phone in business is the best thing. I wouldn't say the best thing, but for me, Sometimes those emails out, and then sometimes in business, you'll see once you get to be crazy busy, they will put 10 people on one email, and everybody's saying something, yeah. and you're looking like, I don't even know why I'm still on this email or what the original you know, issue was, or was it, e- was it even an issue? Let me call Mike and let's just clear this up. Like, right. hey Mike, what time was you on the show today? Or, hey Mike, <laughs> uh, did you get the mugs I sent? You know, cause sometimes you get an email and you'll be like, oh no. So the being able to talk to people, being able to, and to also not be afraid of being on camera, because we had to do video calls a lot as an account executive, and people there would be like, I don't want to be on camera. And I would be like, I think I'm handsome. I'll be on this camera. I don't <laughs> care. Because in the back of my mind, I knew that I was gonna be on social heavy. I was like, this is gonna help me on social. Here we go. Right. And right. so I smiled and I read my notes and I talked and 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 there I was. So it helped me to move up um fast, well, faster than a lot of people, because I wasn't shy on camera. I'm not a shy person anyway. I wasn't shy on camera and I would still use the same philosophy over to my clients. Hey, I don't know. Let me ask somebody who does, or let me find the right. an answer for you because mortgages, you don't, sometimes they would ask you things. You'll be like, what the hell is he talking about? I have no clue what he's talking about, but I would tell him like, I've never heard that. Not to say you are right. Let me find out from my boss if we can do that. Let right. me call you back. Let, but I would, and I would just let them know that, hey, I know a lot. I've never heard of that, or I'm not sure about that. So, just letting people know that you're working on it, that you aren't dodging their calls or emails. And I try to do that now. Probably the most important thing that I took from mortgages for my training is that it's called a, we call it the SLA your service level agreement. I used to, when people would email me or leave messages, I would call you back the next day. Like, that's eh, all right. No, you have to call back within two to three hours. Even, okay. if it's, even if it's to say, "Hey, Mike, I got your email. Working on it now. We'll call you as soon as I have an answer, or we'll email you when I have an answer." Oh, okay. So that—that's what people say. Oh, Damon, you always call same day or right back. And I go, the secret behind it is my manager taught me: get them out of your court. We called it tennis. Get that ball right back in their court. That way they can't say you never called me back. I didn't know what was going on. I needed the answer. You didn't give it to me. He would be like, Damon, I don't care if you don't know the answer. Tell them you're looking for it. I got your email. I got your voicemail. I'm going to call you back as soon as I have an answer. I'm going to email you back as soon as I have an answer because people will, I have clients who call now and I look and I'm like, oh crap, I got an hour left. I still keep, I try to keep that same two to three hours, even if it's nothing to say, hey, I got a Zoom chat, I'll be done tonight. Or, hey, yeah, yeah. I got your email, working on it, we'll get you an email back in a little bit. Because people just want to know that you're working on it. They know that you know life happens, but um, the SLA, the service level agreement, really helps me. It helps me to stand out from other realtors. Because i reach out to realtors here on the deal. I reach out to a realtor, on the deal now. I still haven't heard back from him. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. But not everybody has that same service level agreement because I, I try to do two to three, three hours is my top. So I try to do no more than three
0: hours. Fantastic, man. What, what would you say was some of the kind of the new skills that you learned? Uh, oh, well, I, get, I don't know. Let's go past that. Uh, what, so what do you enjoy the the most about being a realtor? Oh,
1: probably working with first-time homebuyers when they get the house, when you see the crying, when they cry when they get the house. There's, no, there's nothing like when they cry. When you see a grown man cry with his family because he finally got that house. Um, Which isn't easy to
0: do as it used to be,
1: right? Yeah, it's a little harder now. It's more expensive and it's a little harder There aren't a lot of homes for sale this year. Um, We've had a lot of buyers, not a lot of houses for them to move into. So it's been kind of my last few deals have been very contentious, very like a battle to get the homes. Um, So watching them get their keys, knowing that they're done, uh, pulling up to the house, and just knowing I've I tell myself in my head, I just want to say it out loud, I'm like, this is the one. They don't know it, but I think this is the one. It happened the last two houses. Uh, We pulled up. I knew it was the one. They (laughs) like, this other couple liked this other house, and I thought to myself, this is the one. It ended up being the one, and the couple I just closed last week, I knew that house was the one, but they knew it too, because I got there before they did, when they met me there, they were like, Damon, I think this is the house. I I think so too. I usually don't try not to jinx and say it, but I was like, "Yeah, I think I I would think this is it." So I like looking at them. I love looking at real estate. Like you never know what you're going to see behind that door. I've had some doozies (laughs) where it's like, "Um, I've been into some haunted houses. I've been to some houses where we've had to back turn around and back out of." Oh wow, okay. Yeah, it's oh you never. You just never know. Sometimes you open that door, what's going to be behind it. You're like, this place is a dump. They use fake pictures or what have you. And then sometimes you walk in like, oh, my God, we love it. Like, I'm going to buy it myself. You don't want it. I'll take it. So, yeah, just the looking, um, the shopping part of it, the shopping gets me in trouble because I'll go home and I'll be like, I bought a couch myself. I needed a new couch. So you see things in other people's houses and you're like, right. I want that for my house. Like I went into this one guy's house I could tell he was a blogger or a podcast I could tell. Oh, that's cool. I took a picture and was like, I'm copying his setup for myself. So I try to do, You can't see my shelves behind me I try to do my shelves I can um, see them Well, little bit. I got, yeah, my uh, podcast post oh, My prized possession okay. oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> they were thick it's not an urban myth. They are, a, it's a thing. Oh, so special. So I saw his setup and I was like, I was going to do it different. And I saw his, he has the taller shelves. I was like, I'm going to do mine taller. So you go into somebody's home and then you try to, you see stuff you're to do in your own house. So it gets to be expensive sometimes. So I tell myself, no, don't buy that. Don't do that. But yeah, I love going into people's houses. I absolutely love it. It's it's the thrill of the hunt, it's getting the deal right, it's getting your client in that house or selling that house. Finding that like I'm selling, I just sold a house. Um, finding the right buyer for the house, getting yeah. that deal done. It's just it's a thing, and no, no two deals are the same. No. So you just never know. You try to do your best, and I've had some deals fall apart. I've been fired before from clients. <laughs> I fired myself from a couple of clients like this is not going to work. Like okay. the you know, you try you try and you're like, "Ah, eh, I'm going to fire myself." Yeah. <laughs> Just have a chat.
0: But like sometimes it takes up too much time when you could be closing another deal, right? There's always yeah. is always that sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's it's
1: the juggling where you have to like balance and you're like, "Oh, this is yeah, so, yeah, I've, I've been fired, and it ended up being the best thing, like, yay, at the time, you're like, oh, no, but then you, I look back on it, like, yay, I'm glad you fired me, because it let me do
0: something else. Right. Uh, so, so what do you think is the most important skill, skill to have as a realtor? Oh.
1: Hmm. Probably being empathetic and listening, because... <laughs> Say our clients are giving you what they have. Right. If they got ten dollars, $10. They aren't usually holding anything back. Um, the being able to listen to their needs, their wants, to that way I can make a decision and go, okay, hey, I'm thinking we should look at these five houses. Right. Or hey, let's try to cut a deal with these that are not so great of a house, but you want to fix it up anyway. So, okay. the listening and being empathetic towards their needs, um, because sometimes they'll want a castle, and you'll be like, "Honey, you have a beer budget, you can't have <laughs> that." And, and then sometimes they want a hobo, and you're like, "You can afford much more than that. Let's get you a, a better home." Yeah. So, the listening part is because I usually talk to them before we even go out. I usually have two meetings with them. One of like a financial type of meeting to be like, hey, this yeah. is where your budget is at. Here we go. And then another one to be like, this is what's out here. What do you like about? I'll show them pictures and videos of homes. Um, You know, like, what do you like about this one? What's wrong? with And I, I try to ask them, what's wrong with your house you have now? What, do you, what are you missing out of this house now that you wanted the new house? Right. Because some sometimes I tell people, people it was a thing for me to whereby I wanted a huge dining room. And I tell people, nobody's using that. Like, people, I walk into people's homes now, and they have the dining room as a TV room. Because in my dining room, I think I use it, my family comes over for Christmas brunch. I do it every Christmas Eve. Yeah. And, And that's probably my Halloween stuff on the table now. (laughs) I mean, I decorate it for the seasons. I've decorated for Christmas. I've decorated for Thanksgiving. But from January to September, it sits there. So it's not... I I don't ever remember me... I didn't even eat there Christmas. So I tell people don't get your heart set on something that you're not going to use. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about... If your kids are younger they don't care about a dining room are no. you using are you using would you rather have a larger basement or a bigger bedroom so the list, next yeah yeah the listening has, has really helps me to try to figure out what would be the best home for them so we don't waste i don't waste my time i don't waste their time i get
0: them a the house that really fits their needs fantastic and then, so so, so uh, switching gears for kind of the uh, the final part of the conversation today, what inspired you to become a, a podcaster and a social media content creator?
1: Oh, Gary, of course. Oh, oh, Gary, G- Gary, I could cry. Nobody, I, I do. I get emotional when I talk about him. Some, and I would hear people say stuff. Like, when you meet your person, you're going to know. And this, even when I, saw, when I first saw and listened to him, I was like, I think this might be my person. But I was a little older, so, you know, I've been through all the coaches and the, yeah. the rah, rah, rah. And I was like, this is my person? And so the first time I talked to him on the phone with that Kate Swiss phone call, the tears. Just crying. Oh, I cried like a baby. When I first met him in person here in Detroit, I, 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 I was speechless. You know, you're sitting there and you're like, everybody says everybody has the same story. They're like, you get, you get choked. You can't think, and how quick you are. How you're very smart now. You're going to choke when you first see him. Okay. You're going to be like this. I don't care how I many notes. I mean, I thought I was ready. I was like, I got my notes, it's at a football game, it's going down. I walked down those stairs to him. His brother turned around and waved at me and said, hey, DJ, I froze. I was like, oh shit, (laughs) it's AJ. Oh God, it's Gary next to him. So he was like, come on, come on, come on. So I went down and I touched his back, and he's like, can you sit down for a second? I was like, yeah, sure. He was talking, and I was like, don't cry. Don't cry. (laughs) And when he got done, that's when I got invited to the New York thing. Right. So I took the picture. I walked back up the stairs. Uncontrollable crying just because I had worked so hard at that point. Not hard as everybody else. I get it. But I had put so much into social at that point. I mean, I was pot kettle in. Was social like, and this was a social media guru. This, for me, this was my guy. I said, if I can get to Gary, I can do anything. I said, right. if I get to Gary, I can do anything. I was like, everything else would be a piece of cake if I can get to Gary. Got to Gary. So in New York, people, it, looked, it was all like you and me. It was people who were like, all right, shit, this is it. We're in the house with Gary. This, this is, is it. Happening. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go. So it was 25 of us in the room. He's already asking you questions telling you how to do your business. I mean like we didn't have name tags on or nothing. Okay. like, Mike, you should do this, Mike you should do that,,,. Bop, 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 bop. And we're sitting there and I was just like it it, it was just like yeah, for me, Gary, oh' it's, nobody else for me but Gary, like I listen to other people, you know, but Gary Gary is my Gary's the inspiration because I see him do it all. Right. I was like, "Shit, if he can do it, I can do it."
0: I think if that's he- the key difference, isn't it? Because he yeah he, he demonstrates it every day that like, he, he's doing it, uh, and like he has all his established businesses and his book sex. Yeah. He's not he doesn't set out like obviously like some salesy based people to make money out of you. Right, because he's given
1: the things that I've bought from him don't compare with the money he's made me the the sneakers huh. that I've bought, the wine that I've bought, the books, the what whatever he has coming out, I'm buying because the money I have made with him is priceless. Yeah, for him being I I like I got to tell people. I, I like like that flipboard. I was like, what else is he doing now? But I'm like, he sits and does his own show. If he can do it, we can do it. Exactly If he sits and goes out an interview, if he can do it, we can do it. So I look at it like, oh, he's doing it I can do it. So I try, if I'm tired or if I'm like, I mean, we get tired, we get busy. Of course. But I always say, like, what would Gary do? Would he do this? Would he send out this email?
0: Yes. So, Damien, you
1: do it. Nice.
0: Good. So do do, do you want to tell us a little bit more about, like, what – Uh, your your podcasts that you've kind of got on the go like what what are about like why do you do them do i do they have different purposes etc you know
1: yes now my i have two open house was my first one and with open house i try to cover real estate mortgages people who are in the business trends that i see coming up in mortgages houses Um, things to help your home, uh, with upkeep, maintenance, um, open house is more focused on real estate, mortgages, decorating, things like that. Now, my wine Wednesday, a funny story, I didn't even really want to do wine Wednesday. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I want to focus on open house. But people were like, "Damon, do wine, do both. Like, why not do both?" Yeah. So wine Wednesday, I do every Wednesday. Usually at six or seven. I've been doing it more at seven p.m. lately on Eastern. Um, I've been doing it on Facebook, which I looked on Streamyard. Yeah. Because remember when when Gary first started going live on Twitter, it was being live everywhere, and I was like, "Well, shit, I want that. How do you do that everywhere?" Yeah. So next week will be the first time i'm doing it through StreamYard to, to test it out to go everywhere um while wednesday has taken a life of its own it's so funny that it was supposed to be while wednesday of sprung up out of corona where it was like hey how are you let's have a glass of wine or I'm water so fine, or
0: I'm so healthy
1: yeah yeah let's yeah. let's talk let's communicate what's going on in your world um, I'm, it, 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 it got to be of more of a practical me of like, hey, this bottle of wine only costs ten dollars. I like tell people on my show I try not to more than twenty dollars a bottle on a twenty dollars for a bottle of wine. So um, I try to you know give them tips and tricks. Like I went to IKEA like three weeks in a row of telling them, hey, don't go on the weekend, go during the week, and um, <laughs> this things about shopping and wine and uh, it really has taken on a life of its own. I love them both. They're my two children. Um, I got to do an open house. Uh, I think I'm doing one Saturday. Because open house, I'll shoot anywhere. Like open house, I'll get an idea. Okay. And I'll just start shooting. Whereas the Wine Wednesday is more of like a relaxed type of type of a show. Nice. Where it's open house, I'll be out of house and go... Hey, everybody, it's Damon Johnson, DJ Realty Solutions. On today's Open House, I just start gapping if I see something. I'm, I'm down to 1215. <laughs> right? So, yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, for Open, uh, I love them both. So I can't, I can't, they're they're both so funny to me and diff, they're insane, but they're different. So I, I love them. It gets me out of my shell a little bit. Um, It makes me be better where I know that I have to talk about something. I can't get on there faking it. And it's gonna help, both of them are gonna help me to, I started my Twitch channel that that Damon Johnson Shops for Houses, and I'm going to be moved, try to move my Twitter audience to Twitch. I tried my Facebook audience, they kind of didn't want to move. So (laughs) hence the StreamYard thing, I'm gonna start going live with open house on all channels and say, hey, why don't you follow me to Twitch? So I'm trying to build um, my Twitch channel out, but at the same time making the open house and the wine Wednesday more consistent and stronger.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I, I I trial the StreamYard in it. Like, now that I've got some more free time, it, I need to start doing it, like, more regularly. Because even just using StreamYard, like, to, to, to even just go to Facebook? Like, I got so much, like, organic. Really? so good. The, the episode, like, hit, like, over a thousand, like, super,
1: like, fast. Wow. Yeah. I, w- I looked into it yesterday. Yeah. I had looked into it before when I first saw it, yeah. and then I kind of like, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then now I'm like, you know what, I try to do what nobody else is doing. So the other realtors here don't have a show or don't right. post like I post all the time. So. I was like, let me do this now and nobody else is doing it, so I'll be ahead. So I'm, I'm probably going to end up dying. I'll probably do the premium one, you know, just to test it out over the winter and see how I like it. And Yeah, I especially
0: spend, maybe with a little bit more time and stuff. And people yeah, we got
1: more time. I spent well, more money
0: on less, so yeah. why not? Nice. And then, so what is your favorite thing about being a podcaster? Uh, probably, hmm, ooh, there's a lot. I don't know, probably
1: knowing that somebody's listening, I'm not just rambling. Yeah, but, that's true, that's a good Yeah, hopefully, I always feel like I'm here to help, or here to make somebody laugh, or here to make somebody think, or here to maybe reinforce what you were thinking, that it's okay to be you, because we're all different. Um, so hopefully I'm giving a voice to the voiceless, um, a voice to the voiceless to know that,
0: that.
1: you know, that you can be whatever age you want to be and still do this. It's like Gary says, you're never too late. We're all still learning. We're all, it's everybody's still early. Um, that, yeah, I'm, I'm here to just give a voice to the voiceless. I mean, you don't have to agree with me all the time but hopefully that you find something in each show that you can be like, oh, I like when he talked about that. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so if you take one thing from the from the show or the podcast or whatever, hopefully everybody takes one thing away from each one. That's my goal.
0: Nice, man. Very cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, like sometimes like different episodes uh, interest uh, di- different people. Like the, like the last one I did... um well, the, the the guy was from uh, like the Canadian military so like a very disciplined like serving the country for the first part of his life and, mm-hmm. and now he like he's like flipped because he retired and so now he's enjoying the rest of his life trying out new things each week and he's adapted the YOLO pers- perspective and so that's going to pique some people's interest right? Like, like this one is and previous ones I've done yeah, no, I would agree with you
1: oh, thank you yeah, just a the- have a mix because you, I think that's the purpose of our shows. Um, you do a mix, you bring all different people, you talk about different things, not everything is going to be for everybody. No, for sure. Um, but you kind of want, you know, do all walks of life. You know, he's retired, he was military, he was doing this, this guy did this, this lady did that. You just, because we're all, I think, normal, everyday people, we're just doing extraordinary things.
0: Yes, I not agree more. So 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 we so we're, so we're nearly calling it like in film t- terms that's a wrap. But, bef- ah. so, but, but, but before we uh, wrap it up, I'll give you the opportunity to ask me a question or one thing uh, you're curious about. Me, or something yeah. that I'm doing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. What do you do in your spare time? I know you spend a lot of time.
1: I know putting the show together is a lot no, you time. <laughs> what what do you do? Walk me through your
0: day. Oh, like an like an average day. Yeah, what well, okay, do your average sure. day? Well, I have such a I'll do my best because I have a very flexible work schedule, so it flexes okay. a lot. But I probably get up between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. because, like we were talking before the, before the show, I go to bed way too late because I work a lot later. <laughs> so I've okay. definitely changed. I, I used to work at 6 a.m., 6:30 a.m. But now I, I don't work before 10 a.m. So I tend to like a little bit of a lying, And so then I get up and what I should be doing, like uh, the way I get I'm the most productive is I have like a I have a notebook and I write what I need to achieve in the day, whether that's errands, housework, hanging with my friend, etc. And then I cross each one like, off as I'm kind of doing it makes me feel good and I'm most productive. So then the first thing I always do after having a shower is grab some breakfast, uh, so, so beans on toast, cereal. Uh, I, um, I go to the gym on Tuesdays at 8.30 a.m. So I have to have a good breakfast that day. I definitely, one of the first things I do is I grab a cup of tea. Yes. I, I, fl- I flick through my like, social media as I'm eating br- breakfast and maybe a little bit when I initially like wake up. So breakfast is over, put that away. Then sometimes I go to work if I'm working at like 10 a.m. Or I go to the gym on Tuesdays. And then if not, then if if it's later in the week, I try try and get my editing like done earlier in the day when there's like less people online and that sort of thing. I don't feel like I'm missing out as much. Try and catch up on my tea with my emails, that that type of thing. Then. Eat lunch. I don't know, twelve to one roughly, and then in the afternoon I might hang out with my friends or do some social media promotion. Or I find the afternoon is a really good time to like plan your content ahead and and that, that type of thing. I don't know, just early afternoon. People are at work, less distractions, and I find you really need to like capitalize on like the evenings at like seven to like nine thirty, like ten when more people are around. Mm-hmm. Fine. So, so, so I do some of that, hang out with my friends, and I don't know, the afternoon goes, time moves fast, uh, and then I probably eat dinner anywhere between 5 and 7, depending on the day. Uh, I'm going to try and start doing some more social media lives in the evenings, like on my days off, to reach different people at different times. I'm going to try use StreamYard more. Yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of an average day, and then I'll see. Mixed in with, like, got to do your dishes, got to wash your sheets, got to yes, do the housework, kids, which takes, like, a long time. Yes, I got to do, ho- the housework is a
1: thing. Who boy, you never noticed until now where, yeah, the housework has become a thing.
0: Yeah, so, so, yeah, so that type of thing. So I'm uh, just trying to really get that, like, balance between doing things that I love uh, and and then also the, the day-to-day realities of life but there's one thing that's always consistent, regardless of the day and like what's going on. There's all, always a ton of tea in a day. Always a ton of tea. What's your favorite tea? Uh, so favorite tea is definitely Yorkshire tea. I'm surprised they haven't hired me yet. You know, like I'm always <laughs> talking. I'm always talking about them because I, I get asked this question obviously a lot. Um, it's just a, it's just a really, it's a really simple strong black tea. Add a little bit of milk, not too much, and yeah, it's just it's good you
1: Someone's gotta good. have you sent them you gotta send them an email like hi let me tell you what
0: i do and why you should partner with me no that, that, that's actually that's actually quite valid because maybe i should start to like tracking the data on social media the amount of time yeah, why that, that, that i've them and then how many people it's reached and so on and that type of thing
1: having a sponsor is fine i'm looking for sponsors now so yeah I, and you do, you find yourself talking about the same company because you use the same stuff over and over right. again. Um, like I, this wine I love, is a company called Stella. They respond, they sent me a like back on Twitter and I was like, oh, little do you know for Wine Wednesday, you're going to sponsor me. You don't know it yet, but you hey. are. So. Hey, you're
0: supposed to come here. Anderson, yeah.
1: You super guys are doing better price. than we are. We can't stay in the house. We aren't following directions here. I'm following directions. I try to only go to a couple places and work. Yeah, I go to show houses, the grocery, and home. That's it. Yeah. That's usually on three places. The two places that I go. That's it.
0: Yeah, I and yeah, that's something hopefully to look forward to in like 2020, well, 2021. Actually, like, yeah, it'll it happen. He, it'll happen. He'll re, he'll do it. He'll rebook and he'll
1: do it. Cause you know they need that company needs the. The space needs the
0: business, so they're gonna be like, "Yes, please come." And, and he's already and, and he's already said like in multiple things that he's done that he's like definitely coming again. I mean, yeah. Like he was fast to rebook a date considering what's going on. You, you know what I mean? And it's good yeah. business, obviously, obviously for him and like the comp- trick star that he's like partnering with, and obviously also the venue because they're they're probably gonna be pretty c- close to sold out.
1: Yeah, it'll be sold out. will be good for it'll be good for everybody.
0: Yeah, we're, we're just gonna. He said in his own words that we're just gonna jam it out backstage before he goes on. Woohoo! <laughs> Half charge your phone, be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got. Uh, the, the story between. I'm not gonna spoil it now because. just. But the story between me and uh, M- Mr. Gary V is far from over. I'll leave it at that. I have oh, ideas.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you got going on, keep doing it. Get them i want to tell people you can get him, get him. It's like he's life changing.
0: Yeah. So, so my 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 top podcast, like like before we wrap up, like my podcast is really like taken off recently, like in right. the last probably, like month, and like he, he, like that short six minute clip that that I that I that I just did with him, like um just passed like two hundred plays. Nice. And, and, like, the audience retention rate is, like, basically 100 for the entire, like, six minutes because people are so captivated of the conversation.
1: Oh, yeah. When you, when the video I had with him, if I, if it's ever lagging my social, I go, oh, let me put this video back on. This Oh, me. yeah. A that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, if my social's ever lagging a couple months, I go, hmm, let me re-put this back out. This will real and back in. Cause you we have something that nobody else has, a connection with him. So a lot of people can't say that. And you know, we've worked for we got we were in the right place at the right time, the right podcast, right email, right phone call. He sees something in us. So I try to always remember post, 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 post. be nice, be
0: nice, be nice, be nice, That's be nice, be nice. 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 <laughs> <Yeah. sure. laughs> And that's a great way to end the episode so thank you once again for being here thank you for having me I appreciate it
1: when this comes out I'm going to blast it like never before I'm excited man me too thank you so much I really appreciate it
0: perfect and guys this was episode 95 of the Tea with Mike show uh, with Damon uh, Damon obviously was amazing and I hope you're still uh, watching this right to the very end on my website teawithmike.com Uh, Don't go and watch some uh, cat meme videos now. If you really enjoyed this conversation, uh, leave a comment uh, below the episode. And if you still have time on your hands, feel free to watch any of the episodes uh, on my website. Thanks for supporting me and uh, definitely check out what Damon's doing. The links will be at the bottom of this video. Thanks, Damon. Thank you. You too, man. the Tea with Mike show.